This episode contains graphic details of murder and other crimes. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to Not Always Polite. I, sorry that this is a little bit late. I've had a crazy ass week. So today you're getting two episodes though, two little wee ones. And um, I hope that makes up for it. So yeah. So first I'm going to tell you guys about Lori Pincus and then I will upload the second one separately just so they're not like confused. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking anyway. So Um, yeah, I hope you guys had a great week, and let's get on into the episode. So, Lori was born in 1970 and was the youngest of nine children. Lori grew up in Ottawa, Ontario, and that is essentially the limited information I have on her early life. Lori moved to Toronto sometime in April of 1991 to escape her troubled past. While Lori was living in Ottawa, she had been the victim of an assault, She was stabbed in the chest in her apartment, which is crazy. So two men were charged in the attack, but the charges were dropped against one of the men when Lori failed to appear for court dates um, related to the assault. A warrant was issued for Lori for failing to appear in court, um, and she left Ottawa shortly after. She was looking to start a new life in the city of Toronto, but she was battling a drug addiction. So she turned to sex work to make money and support her habit. Her apartment was located in, quote, a rough area, which obviously makes sense because of her lifestyle. So, on September 8, 1991, only five months after moving to Toronto, Lori was last seen leaving a bar after having a drink with friends. Only hours later, at 9.55 a.m., Lori was found partially nude, suffering from medical distress in the parking lot of Brockton High School, north of Dufferin Mall on 90 Croatia Street in Toronto. A caretaker for the high school discovered her and called 911. The paramedics tried their best to save her life, but she was pronounced dead at the scene. The parking lot she was found in was said to be frequented by drug dealers, and similar to her apartment, was noted to be in kind of a sketchy area. The Toronto police had collected evidence from the scene at the time, but DNA testing wasn't really available. So, fast forwarding to 2018, the police were able to retest the samples and they were able to come up with the DNA profile of the man they believed to kill Lori, which is great, right? Unfortunately, the killer's DNA had not been found in the national DNA database. All of the people of interest have been ruled out by the police at this time and they have no current suspects or that they have released to the public anyways. So 30 years ago, this year was when Lori was killed, and the suspect is likely older than 50 now, given the timeline of the crime. So, the reason I'm telling you guys about this is because anyone with information is urged to call the police at 416-808-7400 or Crime Stoppers anonymously at 416-222-8477. 
since they have a DNA profile of the killer, um, but it wasn't a match in any database, it uh, is likely that he was never arrested for anything else before. Obviously, he's not in jail right now, or else they would have his, you know, his DNA on file. So I think it's very interesting. So please, if anyone knows anything about this, please, please, please submit a tip. I think that would be so cool. But yeah, so that is, uh, that's Lori. And uh, yeah, so hop on over to the next episode. I'm going to talk about a young girl named Susan in my next episode. Um, These are both unsolved. So stay tuned. This one, like I said, was a little quick one. Um, So yeah, let's, uh, let's hop on over to the next episode. And I guess if you don't feel like listening to to the next episode thank you for listening to this episode i hope you guys have a great week and if you don't feel like listening to the other one then i'll catch you next week follow me on instagram not always polite you know the drill